Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the NP Students Podcast. Today, we are talking about our episodes from the last couple of weeks uh, where we are talking about the concept of time. And specifically, what we've said is the way we use our time has changed a lot over the last seven months. Uh, a lot of our normal rhythms, a lot of the things that kind of ground us and center us, et cetera, have changed. And uh, very specifically, when it comes to you know what we do here at North Point and Transit and Inside Out, is we've said kind of our rhythms and habits and behaviors uh, in terms of how we connect with God, how we engage our faith, that just looks a little bit different right now than it has in the past. Um, and so whether, you know, you're tuning into this and you're like, hey, I'm, I'm brand, new, brand new or have no idea what that means to, you know, spend time with God or connect with him, um, or maybe you've been around here a little while, we want to just kind of talk about what that means. It's a phrase that we use a lot around here. I don't want it to be, you know, weird or have a big barrier because it really is something simple, um, yet incredibly impactful and profound when we talk about spending time with God. And so um, we really want to uh, break that down in terms of what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, how do I actually do that? Uh, make it pretty practical today. And so we're going to even talk about like, where does it look like to start all the way to uh, some fairly advanced things? Like maybe you've been doing this for a while and you're wondering, how do I get more out of it? And you know, what could be some of the benefits of that? And so uh, we're going to talk about all those things. Uh, we have Matt here, uh, who is our middle school director, our transit director, and we have Chloe. And uh, Matt and I are both very excited about this uh, for, for so many reasons. But um, Chloe is the person who is responsible for making it look like Matt and I sometimes know what we're doing. Yeah. And so all the time. that's why it's uh, really great. If it were not for Chloe, I wouldn't, you know, show up to any meeting, respond to anything, ever have anything prepared. Um, and so she keeps this whole thing moving for both transit and inside out. So she's our logistics coordinator um, and uh, really, really excited to have her here. Um, we're going to talk uh, in a couple of seconds even about how some of our stories impact the way we've thought about spending time with God before, the way that we've seen the Bible before, because um, that really, you know, plays into our views a lot. But Chloe, you have a unique story, at least compared to, you know, Matt and I, who are from <laughs> this area and have been in North Point for a while. So I'd love for you to share kind of who you are and a little bit of your background and how you got here. Yeah. So I am not from here. I'm from a super small town in East Texas. Um, I was raised... What's the population of that town? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it says... 3,973. Okay. That's more than I thought. Yeah. That's like half the size of Round Rock High School. (laughs) Well, yeah. So I graduated with 117 kids. Oh, yeah, you did. It's it's super small. (laughs) Yeah, super small town. Um, I was raised in church my whole life, went to a Southern Baptist church. Um, My parents were Sunday school teachers. My granddad was a deacon. I was active in the youth group in middle school and high school. And uh, yeah, I was just super, super active in those types of things, was part of FCA and uh, involved as you could be when I was in school. Then moved to Austin uh, after I graduated from junior college. And uh, Jamie Iveson is my uncle. He's the reason I'm at North Point, which is kind of cool. So you should um, share that more. Like if people just like, you know, you'd have so much influence of that. Everybody yeah, knows know. Jamie thinks he's like the most incredible dude. Because he is. He's oh, yeah. the most incredible cool dude. Yeah. So to be related to him, that's like royalty. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, I got involved with uh, North Point. I showed up one Sunday morning and met Barry, the most intimidating person on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was the first North Point person that I like actually connected with. And uh, as soon as I met him, 
he invited me to his house to have Taco Bell with the young singles CG. You don't say no to Barry. So, so I you also don't up. say no to Taco that's Bell either. Exactly. <laughs> that's honestly yeah. what, yeah, that yeah. made all the difference. So showed up that first night and met Matt and Molly, who's one of my best friends now, uh, Josh and Carson, some of the other crew. Um, and got to be a part of that group. And then just over the last two years have really been able to get connected with Transit. I became a small group leader um, and then eventually was blessed with the position I'm in now, stuck with you two. But, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we do so have crazy you thought it because one of the, I think it was the first time we ever met. You mm-hmm. said, I'm going to work here someday. Yeah. And I, I was yeah. like, wow. you didn't ask. She, <laughs> she, <laughs> she yeah. like, informed me. Yeah, that's true. And now you're actually having to do it. So yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. yep. good luck. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> no, I, I think it's, I think it is, uh, it's just fun to have somebody that's engaged with us at a, at a later stage. And, you know, we yeah. have memories of North Point in really early day and somebody who, who's connected with us more recently and just, you know, you've just jumped right into the family and we love it. And we have people that uh, do that all the time. We love about, you know, our culture here. It's, it's recentering too. Cause like you were saying, we've been here long, long time. Yeah. And it's always so cool to hear your perspective on like, man, this was so cool that we got to do this. And I was like, yeah, like that's what we do. Like, yeah. And it's just always so cool to hear that perspective. So yeah, I just love that energy. Yeah. So I, I think um, what I'd like maybe each of the three of us then to, to hit on, you know, in light of that thing about that is when, when we talk about spending time with God, we talk about the Bible. I mean, you know, people are going to have like so many different thoughts and emotions that come up when they hear that. I mean, some people are just, you know, rolling their eyes. I'll check out now. This is boring. You know, um, some people think it's weird. Some people think it's not true. Some people are like, this is, you know, the most important part of my life. I mean, that's how like wide the range um, can be. I know that for me personally, I was um, talking about this a little bit beforehand that the like first Bible, like I really remember seeing, and I, I'm sure I saw one before that, but the one I like remember um, was like this giant gold thing. Like it was huge. Like it was an effort to like pick it up and it was like gold plated the whole thing. There were like stones on it and all this kind of stuff. And it was literally like chained to this pulpit thing um, in this super traditional church that I went up to and uh it's so like really old guy would basically like sing, kind of like sing and talk out of it. I mean, it's like weird stuff, you know? And so I was like, I don't ever want to like see what's in there because that's like really weird. Um, and so, I mean, I just remember young, like having kind of no desire and just thinking it was like something old and crazy. Um, and so that's going to lead to me having like a different perspective of the Bible coming into Northland than, than, you know, some people have or somebody like, you know, you've grown up around it. So um, what, what do you feel like, Matt, like before coming to North Point, what was your, you know, perception of or do you have an early story that you think of yeah i mean the whole idea of connecting with god was like foreign to me growing up like i didn't grow up in church um and so that idea of like what does that actually mean to spend time with him or what is the bible um from what i heard from other people was that the bible was just confusing um and hard to understand and hard to know um but that's how we know of jesus so it's like it was just this weird like okay if the bible is confusing is jesus confusing is god confusing like how does that all work together um, the first time I like held a physical Bible was my first boot camp and on, on the you know packing list it said like, hey, bring a Bible and a pen. And I like didn't grow up in church. And so I called my dad a couple days before boot camp because I'm a procrastinator. Um, I called my dad who's out of town traveling for work. And I was like, hey man, I need a Bible for uh, boot camp that I'm going to in a couple days. And I was just like, you know, I, I don't know what to do. Like my mom wasn't able to give me one. So I just, I, I had no idea what to do. And he's like, he like, hold on for a second. He says, hold on for a second on the phone. And I, there's like this pause. And then like 10 seconds later, he just says, I got it. I'm like, you got it. And he's like, I got it. 
comes back a little bit later and, and comes back home a couple of days before boot camp and, and he hands me a Bible and I'm like, where'd you get this? Comes to find out he stole the Bible from like this hotel room in Kansas City. And I was like, what the heck? And so I was like, I don't know if this is like legal. I like to like go to the response. Yeah. You know what's the most stolen book in the world? Did you know that? You yeah. contributed now, to that. Now I contributed. <laughs> like, it makes me feel yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but like, yeah. And so that, that first week, like um, somebody was, on stage it was probably you jordan but you just said like best place to start matthew mark luke john and i started with john mm-hmm. and that first week I, I read um majority of uh the the gospel of john and it was just interesting because yeah. to me it wasn't confusing like some of the stories were like pretty hard for me to like comprehend and wrap my head around um but it, it for me it was just like interesting that i was like man this is clear mm-hmm. like this isn't as confusing as i thought it'd be yeah not what your perception was yeah, yeah. It, it made me more interested it wasn't like the like stories that i probably couldn't understand so i read jesus feeding five thousand, and i was yeah. like that to me seems confusing and hard or magic or whatever like yeah. it, it felt like that but it was also it drew, drew me in more like you could follow it yeah, yeah I, I, could, I had a similar experience yeah. of like i thought it was like a foreign language and i was like oh this is like i, I get this yeah this is cool yeah yeah yeah, what about you? Have you always had a positive perception, Chloe? Or? Um, it's kind of interesting. Just I was raised in the church, so anytime the doors were open, I was there. Um, so I don't really know if I had, like, my own perception of the Bible. Like, I, I think mm. I, I just did it because I was supposed to. Um, like, I read the Bible or, you know, I don't know if you guys know anything about Awanas, but it's um, – like a, a more Southern type thing. Mm. Uh, it's a Wednesday night thing for youth. Um, but like from the time you're in kindergarten to the time you're, I think it's fifth grade, you uh, you just memorize scripture. And every Wednesday night you go to church and you, uh, you like recite scripture and yeah. uh, you earn badges for your vest and you earn candy. And like, it's just a, an interesting way to like get kids to dig deeper into their Bible. But to me, it was super surface level. Like, I, I knew that I believed in this guy, Jesus. Like, I knew he died on the cross, and he, like, came back to life after three days. That's weird, but, like, I believed it because I was told to. And so it was, like, super natural for me to believe those things, but I didn't really have my own um, my own idea of, like, what my faith looked like mm-hmm. uh, more until more recently, the last, you know, three years or so. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of, it is what it is. Like, the Bible says so. So yeah. that's like how it works. Yeah. And it wasn't until like the last, I guess, two years when I found North Point that I was like, man, like I can have a faith of my own and like yeah. really dig deeper and know like what I believe personally. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. I See, I love that because I think there's people listening that are all over all those transitions. Like maybe you've always had kind of a positive view, maybe never really questioned it and are now like, you know, taking their own ownership. Some of us that have had like, you know, you know, for me, some bad experiences with it or, you know, all over the map. So um, hopefully we just bring some clarity here today. Um And I think kind of what we want to do is we want to break it into like almost like a beginning, maybe an intermediate and advanced. And I don't mean that in terms of like levels. There's not levels to this, but I just mean like we have people who have like never opened a Bible on their own or never, you know, brought it up on an app on their own. Then we have people who have like tried and like gotten stuck, you know, like I did it for a little bit. Then I fell out of the rhythm. I've never really been able to make it a priority. I've gotten bored with it. You know, I'm looking for something more out of it. Um, And then there's probably some people listening that this is a very, you know, regular part of their rhythm. And they're like, you know, wondering kind of what is the future? that what is next how do you how does that become even richer and so i want to speak to all three groups and maybe you know if you're listening to this podcast you jump to the part that you know is relevant to you or whatever that might be um but if you know if you're listening today and um and you know you've never read the bible before um i i so vividly remember um what that was like for me um but i think 
you know, to make it simple, um, I remember when I first got a Bible, I started at Genesis. I, I, I might have like made it through Genesis. Like that made sense to me. Like you start at the beginning. And I remember getting confused like fast, you know, um, especially once I got to Leviticus and there was just like all these rules and all these laws and all these like reasons people had to be punished and it seemed dark and I was confused. I was like, what? Like, why do people love this thing? Um, and I think I stopped right there. Like, you know, I just hadn't really gotten the guidance to like not take that approach. Um, and so, you know, that's not weird if that's where you think you would start. Our recommendation, um, and you guys feel free to like, you know, jump in if there's anything you add or change here, but our recommendation would be exactly what Matt had said, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So those are the stories of Jesus's life. If you ever heard, you know, like the phrase, the gospels, those are the, um, the accounts of Jesus's life. And I just think to start with Jesus is, is the, you know, most logical starting point. Uh, because the, the reason that it's called your Bible is broken up to the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, you know, we call it kind of the two halves, even the Old Testament is a little longer, Way um, they're not, not really 50-50. But that, that word testament, it really means like agreement or covenant. So it's this idea to say there was an old agreement that God had between a, him, himself and a specific group of people, specifically the nation of Israel. This was his chosen people, um, and he, you know, came into the world to communicate through them to this very specific group of people. And so he had laws and customs and all kinds of things that, when you really dive into the historical context, like made sense for that specific group of people. Like it kept them safe, and it kept them safe around their neighbors. It was advanced for the times. Like it made sense. Um, the new agreement, the new covenant, the new testament um, is now God's agreement with the whole world. And so that includes you and I in that. So that's why it makes sense to actually start there, even though if you're picking up a physical Bible, it's not, um, you know, on page one. And so, um, you know, a lot of people talk about starting with John and how clear the gospel is there. I think that's great. You know, wherever you want to start, but that's just going to be a more logical um, starting point. There's lots of stories in there and, you know, it's going to be engaging as you go through it. Um, and I don't think, you know, much more of the Bible can make sense until you decide, like, who is Jesus? So that's why it's such a great uh, starting point and why it is that we'd recommend that. Um, specifically, we, we use this phrase like soap a lot. Um, and, you know, there's so many ways that you could, you know, try to read the Bible. I think this is just like a very simple reminder. Um, you know, it's a practical guide to follow. But S stands for scripture. So, like, you're just going to read. And um, it's like, do I have to read, you know, pages? Do I have to read, you know, one chapter? Do I have to read one sentence? You know, and I, I just always kind of talk about like reading until you like bump into something interesting, like something engaging, something that causes you to think or wonder. You want to look something up or ask a question or just sit and pause because it hits you personally. So um, scripture is just like, it's literally reading it. Um, and then the O is the observation part to be like, okay, now what am I seeing? What is this saying? Um, you know, what is it that, um, you know, to me like stands out, is memorable that I perhaps want to look, you know, more into or something like that. And A is taking that observation, asking, how can I apply it in my life? Because definitely the end goal is not just to get smarter. Um, there's a lot of, you know, smart people that know a lot about the Bible and don't do great things with it. Um, and so now it's like, hey, how can I like take this and use it in my life? And then P is pray to say, like, now I'm going to talk to God. Um, and again, you know, praying would be its own separate conversation. If you've never done that before, certainly is confusing. Or what do I say? But we try to, you know, break that out into saying, like, it, it's a conversation with God. There are formulas that people, you know, use to make it easier for them. That's fantastic if you want to do that. But for us, we always say, like, just just be you, you know, just mm -hmm. talk to him. Um, and and he listens to you and he hears you. And so, you know, we've got some things that we, you know, would talk about it at, at other times to say, like, here's some ideas in terms of, like, you know, thanking God up front or talking about how big he is or something like that, making some requests to him. Like, there's things you can do, but there's not, you know, there, 
Yeah, absolutely. That could be its own podcast. Um, but I think what's really important about like the P and soap uh, prayer is talking about the purpose of prayer. Um, and I want to hit this like really briefly because I think like we could talk about this for a long, long, long time. Um, the purpose of prayer is not about changing outcomes as it is about changing hearts. Mm. Um, a lot of times when we pray, we we have these big bold prayers, which is great. God asks us to do that. Um, and, and we have all these requests, almost like a genie in a bottle type thing. Um, and when our outcomes don't change, our heart towards God does. Mm. Um, and when we have that view of, of prayer, like, hey, I'm going to have all these requests. I'm going to have this list of things that I want from God. And they don't happen in our lives in our lives. Um, a lot of times our heart towards God absolutely changes. And God from the beginning says that's not the purpose of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, the purpose of prayer is aligning our hearts towards what he has best for us. Um, and again, like God's will, what he has for us, like it'd be its own separate podcast. Um, but that doesn't mean you don't ask him for things. Um, that, that means you can be open with your requests and be bold with your prayers. Um, but just know that that is not the purpose of why we pray. The purpose is to be connected with him. Um, I like to think about it as like, you know, my dad who I was talking about, like my dad is my best friend. He's amazing. Um, but if my, the nature of our relationship was just me asking him for things, mm-hmm. there would be no relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, because if he didn't give me what I wanted, then uh, my heart towards my dad would change. Mm-hmm. But me going to my dad, asking him for things, being with him is to work on the relationship, um, to align what mm-hmm. he has for me because he is my father. He knows what's best for me. Yeah. Um, and that is, that's a great, uh, image for me in terms of the purpose of prayer. It's like, yeah, like I'm getting close with my dad, um, my perfect father in heaven. And so I just, I just love that. Yeah, no, I, I think that, I think that's a great explanation. And I, and then I think from there, you know, there's so many like, what abouts and what ifs and, you know, where do I start and all that? This is where I'd almost like, this is kind of both beginner and, and the, maybe you've been trying this for a while in terms of like, I just want to get really practical to be like, here's a bunch of different things you could try. So I think this is applicable to you again, if you've never read before, or maybe you have tried before, like maybe you were at a, you know, a camp with us or a boot camp with us and you're like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm so excited. And you do it for like three days and then stop, you know, or you, you know, you try and then you get out of the rhythm um, or maybe you just got bored or maybe you just got confused. And so um, maybe even it's pretty regular for you and you're just starting to feel like, I don't know if I'm getting anything out of this. So what I'd like to do is just like pick y'all's brains. And I know like we've all struggled at, at times to make this um, either consistent or to get something out of it and just talk about like, what are some like tools? Like what could we actually do um, that either makes it more consistent for us or allows us to get more out of it? So, um, so like for an example, for me, I think like, um, you know, like a study Bible, I've talked about that before. It's just like a simple thing, not to assume people know that those are out there. Um, like a study Bible for me, I actually use one, it's called a life application study Bible. And so kind of what I was just saying before, you want to take it and see how you can apply scripture in your life, not just learn more about it and the history or whatever, but what can I do with it? And that's just like a helpful thing for me. And every now and then I'll bump into something like, I don't know who that person is. I don't know what that name is. I don't really understand what they're saying here. And I'll look at the footnote at the bottom, like right there. So I don't even have to like go, you know, search elsewhere. Um, and it clarifies it for me. And that's just something that's, it's been really helpful for me, um, over the years to, to, help me understand when I get stuck or confused, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'd love for us to just list a bunch of those things or examples. What have you guys like run into? What's been helpful for you? You know, what would you guys say? Yeah, I could start. I think uh, one of the easiest things, and this might be the beginner, if you've never opened the Bible before, if you don't even own a Bible, um, I think one of the best ways to start is downloading a Bible app um, mm-hmm. yeah. or, you know, anything like that. I, I, I think um, the YouVersion Bible app is uh, one that we always recommend from stage. There's a lot of them out there. The YouVersion is great for a lot of different reasons. One, um, not only does it have the entire Bible on there with every single translation on there, 
Um, but there are different uh, sets of devotionals or plans, like reading plans that can actually send push notifications to your phone. Yeah. Um, and yeah. streaks and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, streaks. Yep. And you can work through accountability partners on there and all that stuff. Um, version is great because uh, if you are searching for like what you're wrestling with right now. So if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with just more or less of like what is the Bible, if you're struggling with anything about faith. Um, version can actually split up plans by like your almost peak interest, um, mm-hmm. and what you're more searching for. Um, and it comes with scripture. It comes with, uh, reflective questions. It actually can point you to music. It can point you to a lot of different things. Um, so the U version is actually really great. And you guys can actually, uh, pause this podcast and download that right now and then come back to this podcast and play this. Yeah. Um, but I think the U version is really great for a lot of different reasons because a lot of what you can find in terms of connecting with God, um, could be through there through devotionals, the entire Bible, music, reflective questions, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. It also has audio in there. Yeah. So like you can sit and just have it read to you, which is fantastic. Some Morgan Freeman like voices in there <laughs> that they have, which is awesome. Um, another one you kind of like mentioned in there is just like accountability. And so like, there's some ways that the app can help with that, but just in general, that could be, you know, with your small group, with another person, somebody's just like checking in on you and say like, Hey, did you, you know, read today or did you do this today? Or you're encouraging, um, one another, somebody can check up on you. Um, I think is a really helpful way to really go after any goal or habit, but this would be, you know, another one too. Um, I don't know, Chloe, do you have ones that you would... Yeah, so I think for me, uh, music is a big part of my connecting with God and uh, just being able to sit and put on a worship song and really connect with Him in that way. Um, You know, when I first moved to Austin, I lived with Stephanie and Jamie for the first year that I was here. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I just like sat on the couch on a Saturday morning when he was playing guitar, playing piano, and just listened to him and like was in awe of God and His creation and just like the season that He had placed me in. And I just think that music can be a really cool tool that you can use to just connect with God and other people. So, yeah, I, I actually I don't know if this is like nerding out or not too, but I like like ambient music or like mm-hmm. you know some yeah. style, some study playlists, some deep focus playlists that like you know it's kind some of hot zone. zone. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you do like some Inception stuff yeah. or like something like that, that's just like a whole different level. Um, so I love that. Got my noise canceling headphones. Um, I think something as practical as like picking a place or like a location, you know, and it's almost like I would, I would give one lane of advice and then contradict myself. Like I would, I would say like a consistent place, like this is your kind of safe space. This is your spot. You know, I have like a place in our office I go to every day. And so when I'm there like day after day after day, I start to like build these memories of like, I've been angry here. You know, I've been sad in this spot and I've been joyful in this spot. Like, and you know, it comes to be a place like I, I meet with God here, you know, and I like that. And then at the same time, if you're like stuck, I, I would actually like pick a different location, you know, like go to your backyard or like go to Brushy Creek Park or like, you know, coffee go somewhere. Yeah, go to a coffee shop, go to somewhere. It's going to change it up for you. I think is really, really practical. Um, I think like alarms or reminders on your phone, you know, have a recurring alarm. If you're trying to do it when you wake up every day and you have a reminder, you try, you know, when you go to bed at night and you're like, hey, I'm going to set it for, you know, 10 or 11 or whatever like time is going to be consistent for me. Like something like that um, could be really practical. Um, something I dive into too is just, um, journaling. I think journaling is really, really cool. Yep. Um, and I, I like talking about this cause I think it's a you know misconception that like guys don't journal or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the healthiest things to do besides like actually 
going to counseling and um, having someone like be objective and on the other side of you. I think journaling is so healthy um, through whatever you're going through. Like if you are sad or angry or if you are um, searching for something or whatever it may be, like journaling your thoughts, journaling your feelings is an amazing way to continue growing. Um, and it's a great place to do soap. Like how we just mentioned, like, you know, if you, if you have your Bible and then journal um, and, you know, whatever it may be, if you're reading just a verse or a chapter versus whatever it may be, um, like having soap right there beyond just what you're journaling is a really great reminder of recentering you back to, um, oh, this is what I read yesterday or this is what I read a couple of days ago. Can this help me in my moment right now? Yeah. Um, which is just really, really cool. So I think journaling is great. And dudes, you're not too cool to journal. Mm -hmm. Journal, I think it's so healthy. Yeah. Well, and there's apps for that too. So I use one called like day one. And uh, and so I, you know, I, I do the journaling on my iPad. But then it's funny because like, I'll be able to see, you know, like boot camp falls around the same time yeah. each year. I can see like what I was writing about the previous year's boot camp, and I can see like, you know, what kind of the emotion, you know, state I was in there. You know, every January, I'm like, oh, this is what I was trying to work on last January. You know, it's like that kind of stuff is just like really fun um, to look at as well. Um, I think like reading other books, like just might be a way, and just like a change it up thing. Like if you're just like, I feel a little stuck. Like you know, there are so many books out there that have been helpful in in my time with God. Um, we talk about authors like Brendan Manning a lot or like C.S. Lewis a lot, um, you know, Andy Stanley. There have been like so many that are just like, gosh, I go and grab one of those books and just kind of break up the rhythm for a while. Mm -hmm. um, it helps me understand scripture different and, and is such a, you know, helpful touch point. Some of those books make uh – Jesus and you know people characters from the Bible like way more real to me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so when I all the case books, the case for Christ, the case for Easter, um, the case for Creator, um, all by Lee Strobel, they're amazing. But they make it seem so real. Like oh my gosh, Jesus was real. And so when I read John or when I read Matthew or when I read any of that, it's like the the contrast between what I'm reading from Lee Strobel versus what I'm reading for the words of Luke or the words of John, like. That is like so interesting to me because um, it makes it seem so much more real. Yeah. Um, and that's just what I absolutely love. So I highly agree. Like read, read separate books. Yeah. In a similar learning lane, like podcasts for me, I don't know how many you got. Well, I guess you're listening to one if you're listening to this. But, um, you know, for me, like I, I have a podcast that I listen to. It just kind of like it almost like wakes me up and it like kind of gets my mind in a headspace where I feel like ready to read and ready to jump in and stuff, which is really cool too. Um, I don't know. You guys have any more on on your list? Um. I mean, I think something that's super important that I definitely don't do enough of, but when I do actually take time to do it, I feel um, so much better and more connected with God is just being still, mm -hmm. just um, maybe not necessarily having uh, music on, not reading anything, not thinking through anything, but really just trying to calm my brain, calm my heart, and just sit there and listen um and to ask like god what are you trying to tell me right now or you know just being still in a moment and really soaking it up and just being present not only with myself but with you know my father is just different and it's really special when you can have that intimate space with him yeah i think that might that actually could be a great segue to kind of the final piece of just you know we talked about like a beginning intermediate advanced and again not there's like levels to it but um to me, that, that really makes me think of, like, if you if you have been maybe doing this for a while, like, maybe you've been at this for a little bit, and you've had some great moments and some moments where, like, I, I don't know, I just kind of read today, nothing happened, you know, whatever. Um, and, and you're like, what is what is kind of the end game with all this? Like, what does it look like, you know, 10 years from now? What does it look like to continue to grow? Um, for me, there was a pretty big turning point, kind of like end of college, honestly, like right out of college, where... I had always, you know, even, you know, I'd been a partner with Wink for a little while and stuff like that. I've been a Christian for a little bit. Like, 
I still put this, this, you know, habit of time with God in, um, in something I needed to like check off of a list mm-hmm. to like, you know, be in my best space or best self every day. Like it was kind of a means to an end. Like if I do this, I'll be calmer, I'll be happier, I'll be more connected, I'll be, you know, more level headed, whatever it might be. And, you know, over time, I started to try to move it out of a category of it's like eating healthy or it's like working out and, you know, you read your Bible to like thinking about that phrase of like, it's, it's time with God. There's a very specific reason we phrase it that way. And Matt, it's like you said earlier, like with your dad, if you don't spend time with somebody, like there's no relationship there. Um, and so rather than just going into this habit every day to try and get something from God, which was like peace, or I'm trying to get happiness or trying to get whatever, I just want to go like be with him. And, and this was, you know, because of a series of life events. Um, this was just part of growing up. This was some like mentors in my life and counselors in my life. And, you know, you guys, we've talked about the Enneagram a couple of times on this podcast, but just being a three and a performer, I feel like I have to do, do, do. And I felt like, man, this habit just helped me do things better. And as I started to transition to seeing that as the time of day where I get to go meet with the God of the universe, like it's like he's like sitting there waiting for me, you know. Um, not because I'm so special, but because I know like my identity is like, I, I'm his son, you know, and, and a good father, like just desperately wants to spend time with his children, you know, and to think like, there is a window of my day, uh, which makes me actually want to make that window longer. I know people are like, how long should it be like five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, whatever. It's like now it's like, I wish it could almost be like all day long. Like, I wish I could just stay focused and have nothing else to go do because it's the time where I can be unapologetically myself. I realized that I don't have to hide anything. I can't hide anything from him. And so, you know, he, he knows me, he sees me, he loves me as I am in that moment. Um, and it's a moment where I feel, you know, wh- when I'm locked into that moment, when I'm present with, I feel like I'm unconditionally accepted in this moment. I'm, I'm loved in this moment that I'm not alone, you know, in that office, in that chair where I spend time with God, that, uh, that my heavenly father is there with me, um, that he's there to meet me, that he's there to speak to my heart. And I don't, I don't mean that like, you know, he comes down like a burning bush and talks to me every day, but I mean, it's just, there's an awareness of his presence. Um, there's exactly what you were saying, Chloe, like turn the music off and just like a silence and just a peace and just an awareness that he's there. Um, and in those moments, there's, there's like things he does in my heart and things he does with my anxieties and my fears and my worries and my concerns. It's just, it's a little hard to put into words if you haven't um, experienced it. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's kind of an analogy too. like you're saying, like really great moments of connection with friends, you know, or with parents or with siblings. You're like, you know, you're laughing together. You're enjoying each other. You just like want to keep talking because you just want to be together with no real main point. It's like that. Um, and it's just like greater. It's mm-hmm. just like, wow. Um, and so that's been the evolution of my time with God. You know, I feel like over the past four or five years here to where I genuinely like I wake up way earlier than I did and nobody's like, you know, told me you need to go do that. Like when I was in high school, I was like, yeah, I'm never getting up early. But now it's like I just I just want to create a space where I get to I get to go do that. Like I have the privilege of getting to go do that. Um, and that's authentic for me. That's not like a weird Christian thing. It's like it's like true to say that's the place where I feel most myself, most at peace, most loved. And I get excited to meet with my father in the mornings. And so, but that's been a big change for me. That's like half and half of my time. You know, first half of my time in North Point, it was very much like a, a box I needed to go check. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was way more inconsistent that time period. Because like how often can you, can you eat vegetables for every meal? Can you work out every day? Like, I don't know. Like I can do this good habit sometimes. Um, but the more it's become a joy and a privilege, um, it's just, it's completely revolutionized what that time looks like for me. Well, so. it's interesting that like you say that like for me, because, uh, growing, you know, 
first couple of years in North Point, that was kind of my like start too. It was like just checking off a box. Um, Cause like, oh, I know it's a good habit to do, but like eventually like I would not really care about the box anymore. Um, I would just be like, ah, I missed it again. I missed it again. Ah, I didn't do my time with God. I didn't read my Bible. Um, until I was like, I think a senior or maybe like a college freshman where I was delivering a, a message in transit, it's called all access. And basically the whole idea was just like, what if you had an all access pass to God? at any moment in the in the entire day mm. and like the more i dove into like what does that actually look like and the more scripture was like available to me the more i actually like you know prepared the message i was like wait i should just apply this in my own life i'm telling people to go apply this and i'm like i should just do this like i have an all-access pass to god and this, so it's like a good reminder to like the more like you know you're in the church world or the more you come to church like it's easy to forget like oh this applies to me too like mm-hmm. you know access to god is for everybody um and so it's just a really good reminder sometimes that's like okay even if i feel distant like god's not the one moving like mm-hmm. I, I can go towards him um and, and i can have an all-access pass to him and that's through prayer that's through scripture um that's through journaling like that every single thing that we were just talking about like i, I think that's just a good reminder too Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it for me. It's the space where the John fifteen like comes to life, and at the uh, at the inside out version um, of our episode this week, where we did this to kind of catch you up if you weren't there for our transit students listening, we talked about John fifteen, and Jesus says, you know, remain in me, abide in me, and I think that was confusing to me for a long time, and that's become more real, like in those moments in the morning for me, of just like just like be with, mm-hmm. like just, just remain in. And I get that there. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm with you. I'm in you here. We're together. You know, I'm, I'm living my life with you in these moments. Um, and then I get to experience that a little bit you know, more frequently throughout the day too, where I realize like, Hey, he didn't go, he didn't like stay in the office. Like, you know? And so, um, you know, those moments are so powerful for me as well. So I love what you said there, Matt, is there anything else that you guys would add to that from just, uh, you know, thinking about the the end goal of this, the end game of this, why it's so beneficial, why it's so important. Anything that you guys would add or? For me, I would just say like, it, you know, if you're, you know, brand new to this and, and you're trying soap or you're trying anything that we talked about today, I think application from time with God is, you know, connection with time with God is incredibly important. Application from time with God is, is equally or more important. Um, you know, I always say like, you know, you, I, I hear a lot of times like, I want to know so much about God. I want to figure out so much about scripture. I want to figure out, I want to know all these things in my life. Um, and I just feel like knowledge is like really good um, and it can be used, but like it, it, it's only good if you actually use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you could, you know, read the four gospels, but if you don't take any application from that and don't apply it in how you love your neighbor or love the people next to you or love the you know relationship that is just causing a lot of angst or anxiety, like if you don't actually go apply that, then like you're kind of missing out what God is telling you mm-hmm. um, and, you know, really diving into like, what is that connection all about? Um, and so that's just what I always say. Like I, for me personally, like I love, like the more I understand scripture, the more I love it, the more it comes alive to me. Um, but if I don't actually take anything from it, like if I don't then go love my neighbor incredibly well, this way God through Christ loved me, mm-hmm. then I'm missing, um, mm-hmm. what he's trying to show me in my life. So yeah, I think application is incredibly important. I, I think that's so huge, and it's it's almost like why that end goal being to be with him is so incredibly important because, um, you know, otherwise I think it becomes a little bit just another effort thing. Like I got to try to apply it or, you know, try to remember to be kind or loving to people. But the more you're with, the more it becomes like a little bit of like your DNA, Second you know. Yeah. yeah, it's 
it's like, you know, in the office, we pick up inside jokes and we pick up like different things and different words because we spend time together and we work together. You have that probably with some of your best friends or some of your family um, that, you know, when you're you're with people a lot, you pick up the same lingo and you sometimes act like each other. And sometimes you can have the same mannerisms, you know, as your parents or something like that because you spent so much time. It's kind of like that. Like the more I'm with him, um, hopefully the more I see people the way he sees people and I love people the way he loves people, et cetera. And, and, and it's a little bit of an effort maybe, but sometimes it's even not just because it's like this is more and more becoming my DNA the more and more I spend time with him. It's and the it whole, results in what you talked about. Yeah, it's the whole like, whose image is on you. And it's, yeah. it's God. And like that's what you're representing. That's yeah. that's who you're going out and serving and loving. And yeah. Um, so the more time you spend with him, the more his image uh, comes yeah. off on you. And so I just love that. Yeah, I can't I can't spend time with him then go hate on my neighbor. Yeah. It's like, you know, the two become incompatible with time. You know, certainly we have weak moments, but it's just it's less and less the more and more we're with him. So anyways, I hope um, I hope that that is helpful. I know it can get confusing at times. Some of it's just it's just difficult sometimes when you have an experience to try it to explain what an experience is like, you know, places like that you haven't been yet. So that's what makes, I think, some of this conversation hard um, at times or confusing at times. I hope that brings, you know, a little bit of clarity and makes it a little bit practical. Um, if you guys are listening to this and you're part of Transit or you're part inside, I'd encourage you to, you know, connect with your small group or small group leader on this for, you know, if you still have clarity or you do have questions, um, you know, connect with one of us when you see us in North Point and, um, you know, reach out and ask questions. And we just get so excited about this because there's so much potential um, in this being, a, you know, a regular habit, a regular time, part of your life. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you on our uh, next episode of this podcast.